0: Welcome to the semi interesting podcast where we explore some of the unique legal issues in the global semiconductor industry. My name is Nathaniel Lusek. I'm an IP attorney at the law firm of Hodgson Russ and one of your hosts. And I'm joined today on this podcast by Elizabeth, Joe and Francis from Pure Storage. Elizabeth, Joe and Francis, you want to just say a quick hello?
1: Sure. Hi. So I'm Elizabeth Morris and I'm the director of IP and product at Pure Storage and uh, really happy to be here.
2: Hey, folks. Joe Kuchera. I'm calling from Pure Storage's Austin office. I'm the director of IP Strategy. And one comment with Semiconductors, I spent the first half of my career in Semi. So hopefully I can add something to this topic.
3: I'm Francis Winkler. I am the IP Operations Manager at Pure Storage, and I'm lucky enough to work with these two people every day.
0: Thanks to all three of you for for joining today. Uh, So Pure Storage has been in I was about to say the news, but not the IP specific news for some of its reward incentives or uh, inventor award programs. And I wanted to talk today a little bit about how, not necessarily what the awards are, but how are you reaching all the different corners of your company? Because from what I understand, Pure is on multiple continents. You have R&D teams in multiple offices spread across multiple time zones. And Part of the goal would be to then say, how do we foster a culture of innovation across the company and still make sure that everyone in the company is included in the initiative and make sure you're collecting invention disclosures from everyone in the company. So I don't know who wants to necessarily start with this point, but what's the challenge necessarily? Is there a challenge in order to try to uh, make it one company and harvest invention disclosures uh, from one source?
3: There's definitely a challenge. And I think the way that we have approached it is just with an open door policy. People can reach out to us any way. We have various ways for them to um, connect with us. And we do road shows. So we try to get ourselves out there in front of people as much as we can so that they know that we're approachable. We're not legal specifically, but everybody calls us legal. Uh, we're, we're patents and we're IP and we're ideas, um, innovation. We're where you come to get your stuff done and not just bring problems to us, but bring us solutions. And I think that people are excited to bring us those solutions once they go through our very simple program. And that's another part of the engagement is our disclosure uh, model is very simple. It's got three questions and then it's a short process to the long process of patenting. Those are a couple of things that we do at Pure that make it accessible for People, We do have a new program, a pilot program that we're trying out that will be for business advancement ideas, which is more accessible to most people. It's a non-technical category in our program, which I think a lot of programs don't have. And the accessibility of that non-technical or just calling it a non-technical category is more accessible for people who are not technical people. Engineers are usually the people who patent in our space. So uh, we're trying to reach more people and allowing them to come into the program as a business non-technical category will show them the way you know that anybody can be an inventor that's we always say that and it's, people take it to heart and um, that's part of what we you know we do we try to foster that uh, anybody can be an inventor
2: attitude Francis said it well look engineers are the worst about self-filtering and I can say that because I was an engineer half of my career right I I, I thought look I'm just doing my day job there's nothing novel about what's going on here it was obvious to do it that way So we recognize that, right, which is to Frances' point, the program that, that she's really helped architect and actually with, you know, Elizabeth bringing in a lot of fresh ideas to kind of supplement it. Our goal is to keep in mind who's the service provider, who is the client, because I see legal teams mix these up all the time, right? Our job is to lower the bar as much as possible to help inventors, to make it easy for inventors to bring their ideas in. Francis touched on it. Our disclosure form has three questions. One of them is what's your name, right? So again, we're gaming the system. The goal is let's lower the bar, make it easy to submit ideas. And we've told folks, look, we don't need complete sentences. It doesn't need to be a work of art. You can use a foreign language. I'll use the three of us who use Google Translate. Just get your idea to us. Let us take it from there. Because we got um, it would be good for IP teams, keep in mind your clients have busy day jobs, right? Their managers typically are not breathing down their neck about not getting their invention disclosure in on time or meeting with the patent team, right? So we manage through influence. Well, the way we manage their influence is we just delight our clients. We make it a very lightweight, low touch process. You know, uh, worst case happens, they walk away with the prize at the end of the day. I mean, you can see we've gained the system. We are here to delight our inventors and you know, we give them swag, we you know we call it swag Francis's awards, because he, again, we're showing them that, you know, any touch point with the with the patent team is a winning touch point. We want them coming back to us. So that really kind of drives our philosophy on how we do inventor engagement.
1: You know, one of the things that I know Joe always focuses on when we talk to inventors is we say we're never gonna give you homework, we're never gonna go over time on meeting times. And we we try to be, you know, very conscious of that. And then when we are asking them to review uh the documents, um, we ask our outside counsel to really point out the pieces that they are most interested in getting feedback on. Because we do have big disclosures that have some background sections that aren't necessarily that relevant. And people could get very bogged down in these pieces that that are background that aren't necessarily related to their specific invention. So you you know, they highlight the right things and you know keep them keep them focused uh, where they should be, which I think has been really helpful. I went to conference just yesterday. The lady sitting next to me said, "You know, back when she was an engineer before she joined the IP group, she had been involved with inventions, and she felt like being an inventor at her previous company was similar to getting a root canal, not." <laughs> That she took on lightly <laughs> um and and I thought that was you know so true of so many companies and that's exactly what we're trying to avoid It's not your day job. we're gonna make this as lightweight as possible and carry as much of the weight as we can for you um we're not going to make you go back and rewrite your disclosure to make it more you know submission ready you know we will take care of that if uh, if it needs to happen
0: so, That explains neatly how you get across the different offices and keep it easy for everybody. Is there a a particular method that you use in order to reach people that maybe have never, didn't even know how everyone's walking around with swag at the company? So not just, well, actually, let me put it this way. Most of the invention disclosures come from R&D or engineering, but how do you reach people that are in other departments or on other teams, you know, maybe someone on product support or something that has a good idea, H- how do you reach out to them to tell them that, go to this website, we want your idea, please enter it?
3: That is an excellent and timely question, Nathaniel. We have just set up with our ERG discussion about our new non-technical category because we have several employee resources groups at Pure and one of them is Rise and it is for people who are new to tech, uh, new to the company, young uh, people just starting out in their careers. And this is the group that we want to reach with this message is that, you know, by giving them this gateway to patenting with a non-technical category, you know, that's how we reach them. That's how patenting gets to these people who have never experienced the patent process. And so we, or we're we planning on in a couple of weeks going and uh, giving a little road show, uh, a song and dance with no horses and elephants. But uh, we do bring prizes. So that's how we get them involved. So the point of your question was, how do we reach them? We go through our ERGs and uh, we try to reach as many people as possible.
2: Francis, I'm going to add on that. Um, And by the way, Nathaniel, the easy way to reach all those folks, you company just needs to hire a Francis Winkler, right? That is our recipe for reaching those folks. And let me speak into that a little bit. Engineers love free stuff. I've never understood it, right? They're well-paid, yet they'll walk a mile for a free piece of cake when there's a bakery downstairs. I don't get it. It's a fact, though, so we are happy to meet them where they are and offer these great prizes. The other comment I want to make is, one way that you convert the masses, so to speak, and you reach outside the the, the normal base is, you know, you get a few folks in through the system, like Francis's business advancement ideas effort. We brought in two inventors through that. They were so delighted with the process and they were so blown away. They've now become evangelists for the program. So again, it's one thing if, you know, if it's one thing for legal to tell the company how wonderful we are, what's a whole lot better when, Peers are telling their, you know, their other peers how wonderful we are, right? We let them speak for us, right? And I think everyone can relate to it. You can tell your significant other all day long how terrific you are. Good luck. But when your significant other's friends tell that significant other how amazing you are, I think the message lands. And that's what we're out to do. We're out to create evangelists for our program so that they see that, you know, we don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk and, the you know, their their fellow peers are there to advocate for us.
3: Definitely. I, I agree with that. Our inventors do pep talk videos for us around the program. And everyone, I'm so shocked every time I get one, it's like, it's so easy. And I'm thinking, that's awesome, because they are telling people it's easy. These are people who've been through the process. And um, to be honest, I think the the main way we engage people is just the ease of our program, the ease of the entire process that we put them through.
0: Going back to the the pep talk then, I mean, is that a way that you can try to encourage a diverse set of inventors? So depending on who you're choosing, you could make it as a way to say, look, this isn't just for people with PhDs. Look at me. I submitted an invention disclosure. I have this really cool cap. What's the response been to something like that with those pep talks?
3: We don't have metrics around it, but I think the response of the people, like we have inventors in Prague, one inventor did a pep talk for us and just the folks seeing that in their own home office, you know, is is something exciting because we've never been to Prague. We've given them a a few talks, but we're hoping to get there this year and uh, be there in person and delight them with our roadshow. And just uh, get more excitement around the program there. I do reach out to each individual country location where we have R&D center people. And we have one swag fairy in Prague and one in India where I can send them stuff and they will disperse it to the crowd. And just uh, they're my proxy. So it it helps when there is someone like that on location too that can uh, spread our wonderful message and spirit.
2: And Nathaniel, Francis hit on it well. You asked a good question, right? How are we, do we effectively reach that diverse community? How do we reach them such that it becomes a, um, an innovation culture throughout our company? And what we found is, and actually I'm going to go back to a study the U.S. Patent Office did uh, not too many years ago, and they published it. Basically, is diversity among inventors. And actually, it's probably accurate title, be lack of diversity among inventors. It's probably more accurate title. But what they said is what was missing was role models, right? There are a lack of role models for, you know, in this case, I think it was for, you know, young female engineers in their careers, a lack of predecessors have gone before them getting on patents. So what we say at Pure is, look, we can't correct the imbalance of the U.S. patent system, right? I mean, it ain't going to happen. Let's be realistic. But you know what? We can certainly influence what happens at Pure. And so we're very intentional about engaging the um, diverse inventor community. And again, I mean, diversity has numerous definitions. and And I'll say this. You know who gets special treatment from us? Everybody gets special treatment, right? Everyone is equally valued, and and we are intentional about reaching out to diverse communities. And what what when they grab hold of the idea that yes, I can make a difference by stepping into this and being a role model for others that come after me, it's powerful, right? It brings more meaning to their job, and it increases the diversity of our um our vendor pool because they're evangelists, bringing more diverse inventors like them in. So again, it's really um. A a virtuous cycle, you know, in our experience, to Francis' point, we don't have a lot of metrics backing it, but certainly we've got a lot of stories in our back pocket of how we've gotten someone in. And, you know, without a doubt, they brought a handful of other similarly diverse inventors along with them, you know, over the next, you know, year to two years.
1: Another diversity initiative that we have is really working on our champions being diverse and a specific example of that is that we put out a newsletter and we try to highlight an inventor you know each month in the newsletter and we try to make sure when we can that that inventor that we're highlighting goes with the theme of the month right so for instance uh it was hispanic heritage month recently and so we were um highlighting one of our favorite champions anyways it was also a hispanic american right so that's another piece where we're trying to just make sure that we're celebrating people from all backgrounds and that we're just really helping those people get even more excited about the program and be our champions, you know, out there and have their, you know, their voice and their picture in our newsletter so that people are aware and can say, "Oh, if they do it, I could do it too."
0: Well, fantastic. It sounds like that's a an effective way to try to drive invention disclosures from all corners all levels all backgrounds within the company and francis please let me know if you ever need a swag ferry to go out to any of your regional offices i'd be happy to don't tell my current employer but i'd be i'd be interested to hear what kind of perks go with that
3: it's moonlight <laughs> Uh, you could Moonlight as a, a Pure Swag Fairy,
0: yes. Oh, well, that's, that's great. <laughs> Thanks to the three of you for joining this episode of the Semi-Interesting Podcast, and I hope that uh, we're able to connect again on a future episode.
3: Thanks, Nathaniel. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Semi-Interesting Podcast. You can find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. And if you enjoyed the episode, we always appreciate five-star reviews. While we talked about legal issues, none of the information shared during this podcast is intended to be legal advice. If you have any questions about information we cover or ideas for a future episode, feel free to contact me or the other attorneys at Hodgson Russ. You can find contact information at www.hodgsonruss.com.